What's going on, Military Cash Flow family? As you can see in the background, it's a little bit different than normal. Uh, right now, I'm actually on a deployment. You guys can see around. I got a little, uh, a bunch of uh, other little roommates and cots in here. So uh, I told them I'm doing a, a recording, and they kind of gave me the room for a little bit. But uh, yeah, man. So this is the type of stuff that we do to make sure that you um, get value out of out of what we're putting out. And we're serious about this. You see my dope ass shirt too, Military Cash Flow. I'm repping right now. I'm gonna have one uh, later. Don't worry about that. I'll have one later. Yeah, <laughs> it's, com it's coming in a couple of weeks, man. So we'll yeah. be repping real soon. Mike, what's going on with you, man? What you got yep. going on? So I'm actually uh, in a different area as well. I'm out here in Florida getting ready to speak on an ADBI, ADPI real estate uh, panel uh, to speak to other investors and military uh, veterans for investors as well. So, so guys, it's a cross collaboration. Again, like Dan mentioned, we're always trying to provide value and we love to share our value with other people as well, right? Uh, there is no competition here. It's, a, it's an abundance mindset sure speaking of um abundance mindset hey we have a great guest uh today his name is nate cross he's a 20-year vet 11-year special operations uh, and he's just crushing the real estate game right now and he's going out in the to st louis uh mike you got anything yeah i mean he's he's actually a good friend of mine guys uh, and we're going to cover a lot of different stuff uh, uh for this uh podcast from how he started off doing wholesales and flips to literally moving out of state and starting his own property management company. It's a franchise and he's moving into the turnkey business, guys. So there is a lot of value to unpack here. Go ahead and stay tuned. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby. And this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. And welcome to the Military Cash Flow. Hey, today we got a great guest. We got Nathan Cross on today, and he is just gunning. I can't wait to get into his story. Because uh, it's, it's extremely interesting and it's all about entrepreneurship and I just absolutely love it. So, uh, hey, what's going on, Nathan? Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you're doing? All right. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yep. So, um, I am currently now in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I was in Fayetteville, you know, home of, home of everyone crushing in real estate. Um, so, yeah, I just, just recently started terminal leave. I'll be officially on retirement rolls 1 October. Um, Started dabbling in real estate, you know, when I was stationed at Fort Campbell for like 14 years because I was uh, in 160. So I stayed there for a long time and I house hacked before house hacking was a thing or at least a thing to me. Uh, you know, I mean, my house is kind of like the, uh, the halfway house for people, right? You know, single dude living there, you know, so everyone kind of crashed and people were kind of paying my, paying my rent, you know, giving me money to you know, go down to Nashville and not really be smart uh, with my money, right? Just was young, dumb, you know, full of energy. So, uh, and then, you know, guy, one of my buddies got a living girlfriend and it kind of got awkward. And I was just like, would you guys be willing just to pay rent? Uh, and I'll get out of your guys' hair. And they agreed and went and bought another house and kind of did that for a little while. You know, and met, met my wife and, you know, had to sell that house and get something else. So, you know what I mean? Kind of, kind of the way of the world. Um, and then, you know, PCS to Hawaii, uh, and looked at the market there and I was just like, again, just, you know, when you see all those zeros, it kind of makes you stutter step a little bit, right? Um, this is prior to me getting into bigger pockets and really, really picking up on, um, 
you know, reading um, stuff. You know, I was, you know, trading stocks, day trading. I was, I'm always been a hustler growing up. And it was just maybe my background, you know, I was uh, taught as a child, you know, growing up, like you gotta have a job. You gotta be out there cutting grass, washing cars, walking dogs, doing something, right? So I just gravitated to something that, you know, stocks, you know, do a little analysis, due diligence and pull the trigger. You know, hopefully you made the right choice. Um, but then when we got stationed back in, uh, back to Bragg um, um, for retirement. So I figured, okay, what's started reading a little bit more. And, you know, uh, I just saw that and everybody's read it. It's just, you know, real estate is a controllable asset. You, know, you don't have any board members. You, know, you don't have anybody that's, that you don't know. You're, you're one of how many shares they have out there, right? You really had no control because you're never guy like me in the army, right? Uh, E8, you're, you ain't gonna have enough cash to get, you know, to get that say so. So real estate is something that you put your money in. Guess what? You have the say so uh, on how that asset um, works. Um, so we just started doing that. You know, we wanted to kind of buy and hold maybe, but uh, entry in was kind of hard. It just didn't make really financial sense because I was looking for to build my war chest, right? The easiest way to do it was flip houses. Right. So, you know, I had a little bit of a background with uh, rehabbing houses because, again, I bought these houses in uh, Clarksville. They needed some upgrading. You know what I mean? So there I was learning the trade, you know, stuff like that. So <clears throat> that's kind of what we ended up doing was flipping houses in Fayetteville. Um, again, the way I was, I didn't know anybody. We moved in there, didn't know anything. So it was all my, it was all our own cash. Right. Everything that we had saved up. Um, opened up some uh, two business credit cards, took some cash out of that, right? But it was all execution, just me and my wife, me, you know, firing guys, throwing, throwing tools out of the property, like, hey man, you didn't show up, no show, no call, you know, kind of holding people with accountability. Um, and then kind of word kind of got out um, about it. And then I started partnering with people, right? Which helped me kind of execute a couple more flips, again, while I was still in the army as a first sergeant, right? So I priorities to my guys and you know my family so I didn't flip as many houses as I wanted to just for the simple fact because I was going to lose some type of traction somewhere right and even though I was on final out you know what I mean you know you got that 10 minute warning you're getting ready to jump out you have to know like hey you still have responsibilities right and you got to just focus on okay how what can I do to execute my overall plan so I didn't get really heavy so I just started flipping houses right you know one or two here you know um, stuff like that. Of course, I use the MLS at first, um, but the deals aren't plentiful on the MLS. The, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So everyone knows you got to find them off market, find them off market. And that's what we started doing. You know, I just paid the money, you know, got, you know, list source, you know, tried to network with some wholesalers. Um, but sometimes they just don't know, they don't, just don't know the cost of construction. So let's, I had about two to three flips underneath my belt in Fayetteville. Right. So I knew the cost of construction. I knew the cost of material. Right. So I had a had an edge, in my opinion, um, to be able to add, deal analyze a lot better than these wholesalers. Um, there was there's one that I still work with now, Delano. And, you know, I've been kind of showing him the ropes a little bit like, hey, man, you know, this is what this is. You've got to be don't be greedy with, with, your, with your fee. It's, a, it's about the flow. You know, what I mean, if you can get it because that's just the way it was. Um, so he kind of helped me, you know, he sent me some deals. It wasn't that great, but you know, I, I only accidentally wholesale the deal because I had a deal under contract. Somebody heard about it and I didn't know how to get the cash 
Like, don't let everything anybody's read or listen to a podcast, like get the deal, get the cash later or in the military, right? Execute, it'll buff out. So I was already, it was yeah, already ingrained in me, you know, you just execute, it'll buff out. It just depends on how much elbow grease you're going to need. Yeah. So you're, you're hundred percent right, man. Hey, you're unpackaging a lot. You're unpackaging yeah, a lot. Right now. Let's break some of that down real quick. Uh, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. I love it. The enthusiasm, you know, your passion. This is great. But uh, let's, let's backtrack just a little bit. Cause uh, you said something um, that a lot of, several guests come on our podcast and talk about, you know, that transition into real estate, right? Um, and typically they have their first little taste with the stock market and then they, they realize something before they switch to real estate. So what specifically was that to you and what, what switched that light and was like, Hey, now nah, I'm done with the stock market. I'm going uh, straight real estate. And then but let's talk about that. Let's unpackage that first deal from there. So, I mean, it's almost like what most people say, like I just, you know, picked up, you know, rich dad, poor dad, again, right? I was in the field, you know, trying to get some first starting time, like, you know what I mean? Uh, so I just, just started picking it up while we were in the field. And it's just like, it just, everything started clicking, right? Just like, you know, how do, how do I make my money work for me? You know, I always use that analogy, like, you know, set your dollars or little soldiers, you send them out and you want them to come back with hostages, right? Those hostages will be used for other things. Or if you don't like the word hostage, whatever, you know, allies, whatever you want to say. But all that started clicking in my head was just like, you know, and then you get older, right? Your body gets weary, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, I, just, I started looking at, you know, my in-laws, my parents, you know, friends of parents, like on the grind, you know, there's nothing, there is nothing wrong with a blue collar job whatsoever, right? There is nothing wrong with that. But eventually your body is going to give out or you're just going to keep grinding it out until you can draw your retirement or your social security, right? And it was just nothing that I want to do. Like my father-in-law right now, he is still working at the Ford plant, right? Great guy, he works, he comes home from Kansas City and he's on the grind on something else. It was just, I wanted more, right? And in finding an asset that can, that can move and you know, generate income for you it, it is great, you know what I mean? But I remind people flipping, you know, and I said it to Alex and he, he loved it. It's like, you know, real estate's a full contact sport, right? Flipping is full contact, right? So you have to be mentally prepared that everything you do until it's completely passive is full contact. People don't have the gut for it. People don't have the stomach or the grind. Um, and it's okay. I mean, you just have to tell that little voice inside your head, like, this is it. Like, you know what I mean? Again, it's going to buff, right? Just much matters how much you want it. But having an asset that works for you in the background, right? That's tried and true, right? Everyone needs a place to live, right? Most, most wealthy people in America and all over the globe, they own real estate. Okay. They ain't going nowhere. They can't, they can't build any more land. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast, and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses. We have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there, so go check that out, and with that, Here's a word from our sponsors. Yep. 
buy land. They're not making it anymore. Yeah, uh, our our buddy Ruben Garcia says it's a full co- real estate in general is a full contact sport, and he he's talking about like the contacts you make. So I love how that's a different play on it because it's full contact from from your point of view because it's it's hardcore. It t- it takes that energy, that time, and that commitment, right? And then on his end, he's saying contact as as far as in the relationship contacts you make, which which kind of brings me back to uh, you said that you grew up always learning that you needed uh, you know being taught that you need to work. You need to work, right? Regardless of walking dogs, doesn't matter. You need to work, you need a job. Yep. Now you're saying that you're full-time active duty and your first step into real estate beyond the house hacking was to get into flips, which we all know is time intensive, right? Yep. So I wanna I want to talk about kind of how that first deal played out, you know, how you found it, how you got started with it and talk about like how much time and energy did you put into that first deal while you were still active duty? So, the first deal was on the MLS. It was a foreclosure. Um, it was a, a victim of the 2016 hurricane. Um, so I found the deal, uh, paid for it for cash. And then it was kind of like, okay, I got to find contractors. Luckily, the real uh, the agent I knew had a contractor who was in the army. He's a general contractor. He's down there at the PSYOPs guys. And he was one of the contractors I hired because I did not want one guy running the project. Um, but he's seen me fire people. He ended up being my, my guy um, for all my flips until he was, you know, went out of town. So I had to find someone else, right? But I was a lot of work. I was there. I remember um, HVAC had to get put in. Well, the contractors I used did not, when I went to say, hey, can you guys clean out the underneath the house? They said, no, man, I wasn't part of the bid. So I was there at four o'clock in the morning, there at the property, which is on Grace Creek. And I lived in Rayford, Ooh. right? So that's like a 25, 35 minute drive from my house to the property. I was there at four o'clock, ripping stuff out from the bottom, right? Four to six hours there, get on post, go work out at the gym with my guys. As soon as I can diddy mail out and leave work, I was back over there. So it took me about two days to clean out the bottom underneath the house, right? Mm. Get it prepped for the age of um, So this flip um, took about four and a half months, five months from purchase to on the market to being sold. Um, That that flip also taught me the dynamics of comps in failure, right? So luckily I didn't lose any money. So break break down comps for for the listeners out there. Some some people who may not be tracking what a comp is. So your your comps are comparables, right? Um, A lot of people will rely on just pulling data from something, right? You know, uh, Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, right? But the, the way you really have to analyze your comps is like how you analyze the deal. You have to make sure the properties are like matching. I get down to a five-year age difference now, right? Nice. What the exterior nice. is made of, right? Is it a, on a foundation? Is it on a crawl space? You know, one car, two car garage, right? These are the things that I learned just in those flips and working in Fayetteville for three years. It makes a very big difference. And then every time we went to go list a property for sale, um, I was pretty spot on as far as what I think the property was worth compared to my realtor. It was it was an easy buying deal. We stayed competitive. We get, we you know we asked for as much money as we could, but without being greedy to where it sat on the market. Because flipping is a very transactional game. You got to get it in and you got to get it out. That money's just sitting. So. 
Absolutely. That's spot on, guys. It's like running comps is, is golden, uh, right? A lot of people will buy properties and everybody loves to say, you know what? The Zestimate says my house is worth a half a million dollars, but it's a one one seven hundred square foot you know, in a C-class, it ain't worth that much, man. You got to do comps, guys. You have to look at, you know, comparable sales. And just like Nate was talking about, I mean, he gets down to year it was built, right? I mean, hell, it could be five years old because a, a 2000 built is going to be a lot different than a 1910 build, right? They're all out there, but it's two different things. So that's, that's super powerful, man. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you is typically – Typically, when people get started in real estate, they need some sort of, uh, let's say, partnership. But what it sounds like is you pretty much acted as the GC, you funded it, and then you went on the MLS and, and found it. Did you really need, what, what did that partnership look like? Who did you really rely on for that first initial deal? Really, it was just my wife, the pit boss. You know what I mean? She does, you know, on our website and our social media, like all our flips and stuff like that. She designs it. She keeps it in line. You know, she knows, you know, I tell people all the time, like if you don't have, you know, a woman or somebody with that eye, because 90, whatever percentage of homes being flipped are bought by the wife. Right. So my wife makes a decision on, you know, where are these little niche things that she can add value, right. That may cost a few hundred bucks on the padded end, but it gives them that, that factor. You know what I mean? Cause like I said, women are buying houses. Let's just be honest, right? Guys say, okay, where's my master bedroom? Do I have a garage? You know, stuff like that. Like, let's just be honest. Can I pay for this? Sometimes it doesn't matter if they can pay for it, right? But it's just like anything else. Once they walk into that house, that thing's got to be a showstopper. And she handles that. So she just kind of, she kind of kept me, kept me on it, right? But bigger pockets was a, was a, was a great resource because it was free, right? And then let you like, they let you look on, hey, Check out these reading books. You can get on bigger pockets. You can say, hey, yeah, see. If, I'll give me a know, shout out. Yep. <laughs> you have to. And then, you know, they had their podcast. And they, you know, there was so much stuff out there that was just there for the taking, right? You don't have to pay somebody to teach you how to do it, right? You just go out there and do it. It's the same thing with running comps. You know, that's a good thing about it right there. Like, yeah, you want to trust your agent, right? But you got to, like the military has taught you, you trust but verify, right? So if you, you know, you got to have enough knowledge and enough reps is what I say, you know, getting in the reps to be, to be dangerous, right? You don't have to be a subject matter expert, but you have to know what everyone around you is doing. And I think that's what the military teaches you once you kind of scale up in responsibility is that, you know, at one time you're doing 10 level tasks, 20 level tasks, you know what I mean? Or lieutenant and all that stuff, right? But you're eventually going to, to manage and nobody that, a good leader that has people that work for them, not, you know, or works with them, they have to know what they're supposed to be doing, right, to give guidance. So even though I, I was hiring guys out, I was still showing up at the job site, helping them do mud, helping them do drywall. They're like, oh, you know how to do this? I'm like, yeah, you know, I just want you guys to keep pace, right? Let's, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. So it, it, again, it's just, you know, bootstrapping on the grind, whatever terminology or keyword you want to use, um, you know, the military, really teaches you that you know you have to be able to to do every task that you're expecting other people or at least know what they should be doing and how to touch on it right to be a value add to them like to help them right because everyone gets overwhelmed just like with the drywall guys they were overwhelmed because half the house 
from about four foot with the drywall all had to be ripped out, right? So there's a lot of drywall work that had to happen in this house. So it just helped that I went in there, it was mud and been tape and stuff, uh, you know, to kind of keep the, keep the job going. So you got your hands dirty, you got in there. It sounds like you, you basically ran, ran the job site for the most part, even with the uh, stand side by side with your contractors as well. What I want to know is uh, a question that I'm sure a lot of people out there have. All right, you are a first sergeant. You're in charge of probably 120 or so soldiers, right? A company of soldiers. How the hell did you have time to go out and do all these, uh, do all these extra flips and do all these extra renovations and manage your contractors? Because that's that's the biggest question that I know most of our listeners have. All right, how can I do that? Because a lot of people have those limiting beliefs um, of what they can and can't do. How did you get past that? So, um, you know, a lot of a lot of other podcasts talk about that uh, early morning book, whatever it's called, that it's laugh about it because the military in general teaches you to get up early, right? So now you just got to dial it up a little bit. So you just got to get up extra early, right? Because that's your why, right? Everyone talks about your why. So you just dial that thing up, you know? There's a, there's a 10. If you dial that thing up, there's an 11 or 12 somewhere in there if you have it in you. So you just have to do it. Like I never really left to go anywhere for lunch, right? So I just blocked out that time during lunch right? To go ahead and just say, okay, I need to start making phone calls. I need to start looking at the MLS. Hey, do I need to go walk a property? Like, you know what I mean? And then the same thing happened at the end of the day. Like, you know, my wife's like, hey, baby, I'm going to be gone. You know, hey, do you, can you meet me at the property? She say yay or nay. I'll take all the pictures we need, you know, and we'll make an assessment on after that. But there's 24 hours in a day. Military, I think, you know, if you stay in and you're good at what you do, you know, you Go to a specialized unit, they teach you to stretch that 24 hours. Next thing you know, you're in 30. Somehow or another, you just did what most people would not, would do in 24 hours. Like you're, you're, you're crushing it. You're two or three days ahead. You know, that, that, that's something that, I, I don't know, just something the way you articulated it kind of brought it to light. Because honestly, guys, you know, there's 24 hours. But when the average person wakes up at 7 o'clock in the morning, let's just say, which I still think is early for the average person. But say they wake up at seven. If you wake up at five, that's two hours every day. And let's just say it's only five days a week. That's 10 hours a week that you have on your competition. That's 40 hours a month. And you can do the rest of the math. It's something like 480 hours a, a year, right? I'm not that fast in math, but you get my point. And, it, and, and it's right. It's just you already waking up early. Now just tweak it. Now just be a little bit more efficient with the time when you wake up. Early. That, that was well said. I mean, it was just something that kind of sparked um, – based off of that yeah absolutely i love i love how you articulate that as well like the big key is it's not it's not just uh maximizing your time but it's being efficient with your time right you said hey during lunch you have that lunch hour well i'm not going to go anywhere i'm actually going to use that and put that towards you know going to a comp or if i need to to go to a house or if i need to run comps like you talked about earlier um i think i think we've all been asked that question all of us who are active duty and have uh several properties at some point, someone asked about right, how are you managing that with a family, with this and with that and with this. And it's, of, it's literally time management. And, and, not, and not to cut Dan off, but guys, everybody that's watching on the YouTube channel, look what's behind Dan. That ain't, that ain't home for him. His ass is in a cot and, you know, deployed, <laughs> still handling it. It's about time efficiency. Look behind me. You know, I'm out here at a, at a conference, but it's the same concept, right? Just like Nate said. It's just, gosh, it's just being efficient with that time. It's being relentless with that time. Good stuff, man. Yeah, but I mean, I, I tell people, it takes a little bit of time. Like you feel like you're, you're kind of drowning, right? So yeah. you, know, you got to remind people like, 
you know, you got to build your systems and processes, right? In order to build those systems and processes, it takes trial and error. What worked, what didn't work, right? So you're pretty much running on a big experiment until you tweak it, right? And then it should be, that's when you start bringing in people to supplement. Like in my office right now, I have a desk sitting over here, right? It, I can see it from my desk. It's a reminder to me that I have to hire someone to fill that desk to not stifle growth. Right. Nice. My wife was like, why do you buy a desk? And I told her, she's like, you're ridiculous. It's like, nope, maybe <laughs> ridiculous. Right. But it's a reminder every day I walk into my office that that seat is vacant. Right. I need to get it to the point where I need someone to come in here, start doing admin, start doing, you know, reach out, call. Right. But there's a desk open for somebody. I just got to buy it. Hey, that's absolutely beautiful. So yeah. one, of, one of the questions I have, that's pretty much leads directly into what you're doing right now. You're yeah. in, you're in St. Louis, your family's in Fayetteville. Why is that? Can you kind of talk about that, unpackage that a little bit and, you know, kind of get into who you're hiring and, and what they're fulfilling, uh, what business they're fulfilling, you know? So, um, you know, again, with a long play of our plan, me and my wife's plan was, was to do something, either, you know, start a business, something, because I would rather work 80 hours for myself than 40 hours a week for someone else. That's just, you know, I, you know, I loved everything the military gave me, but, you know, I was working for, I was working for someone else. It didn't matter who it was, you know what I mean? But Uncle Sam still, you know what I mean? He still got me. He said, hey, man, you, you, you got You're still it. working 80 hours for Uncle Sam anyways, so. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so we looked into it and then it just, it just kind of fell. My wife was looking at stuff and property management. And I got to thinking like, well, that property management might be okay. I mean, you know, you're not making a lot of money, right? Through property management, right? You're, so I just figured, okay, I'm going to add that to what we're doing right now. We're flipping, we're wholesaling deals, right? I'm getting the reps in for deal analy you know, analyzing deals. Is it going to meet the 1% you know, test for investors? Can you know, All this kind of stuff was already happening um, you know, with flipping and wholesaling. And I just said, why don't I add this other layer, right? To give me another, another dynamic into what I'm doing in real estate, but being able to get these deals and keep them in-house, right? There's so many transactions in a real estate deal, right? And then it, 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 it works for everyone's benefit, right? Because I can take a drip from every transaction. I don't have to get the whole pie. I don't got to get the whole, whole drip, right? I can get a little bit so everyone makes money, right? So if I just get a little bit, then, you know, it ends up being exactly what I was looking to make anyway, but I'm getting it from different approaches. And again, it's teaching you to build passive income, your, your streams of income. Right now I say drips because I'm bootstrapping. It's me and my wife, she's working remotely. So guess what? They're drips, right? Once I get people in here doing the heavy, more of the heavy lifting, I'll consider them streams. But that brings it into the whole thing, right? And my, my envision with adding the property management, it would be another separate business, right? To where that's self-sustaining. Someone who's gonna run that day to day, I'm just gonna oversee it, you know, still do deal acquisition because I love the hunt. I love going out there, finding the deals. I love walking properties. I love talking um, to the homeowners, like not 100% of the time because you do got those like, my house is worth X amount, you know, I called, I just called last week on a property close to my in-laws house, right? This guy wanted $800,000 for this house on three acres. And he's was saying it's selling for commercial. I was like, is it zone commercial? No. And I was just like, I had to hold in what I wanted to say deep down inside, right? Uh, and not say what I was thinking, you know, try to ask them some pertinent questions. But I mean, like I said, people will ask whatever they think they're, 
their property or their house or their land is worth. So bringing, bringing property management into the fold, I think would just add a layer to the business, right? To kind of keep it, trying to keep it in house, you know, cause I'd like to develop it with, with the, with, with the business that I have already in North Carolina, I'm gonna, you know, open up another segment here. I want it to be turnkey, right? I want to buy the deal. I want to rehab the deal. Right. And then I want to make it turnkey um, because, you know, the network of investors that I have, of course, gravitate to are military. So everybody wants to get into real estate. Right. But they, they want to dip their toe in or stick their ankle in. But the best way to get somebody into it, to get that bug or to see your asset work for you is to give them a turnkey rental property. But there's a lot of things in it. You got to find a deal. You got to analyze the deal. You got to get the contract. You got to get somebody to manage it. Got to get a realtor, right? There's all these things, components in it. I'm just taking every one of those components and I'm just packaging it in to be to be me and my company, right? The infancy of my, you know, my new world headquarters I posted on Instagram, right? But nice. I just got to bring it, bring it in, you know, trying to network, trying to get with like prior guests that you guys had, Stu, right? Trying to see if maybe, hey, you know, let's get this thing because all his investors are military. So why not, why not if, it can work out here in St. Louis, right? Partner with him, see if we can work some, you know, to get some of these guys that are on his roster. You know, he told me he was like 40 deep. Yeah. You know, with Backed people. up. Yeah. So and we got to get your contact with uh, Jimmy Breland, who's in St. Louis right now, too. Yep. Like, you see what's happening right here, you guys? Like, if you're listening to this, I mean, there's a whole entire, uh, like, military network. We all pretty much know each other. We're helping each other out. I mean, I think that's just beautiful. You just talked about one of our last guests, Duke Grazier, who does the turnkey. And, you know, you linking up with him and maybe his property manager will get you in contact with Jimmy Breland, who's in St. Louis right now, kind of doing some of the same things. I mean, this whole network, how, how this works, it's just, it's just beautiful, man. I, I love it. And one thing I, I really want to highlight, guys, is one big thing in business, and one of the concepts is called vertical integration, right? It's just a fancy word to say, bring these things in-house, right? And real estate is one of the simplest models to do that. I'm just going to name a few things that we could do. Obviously, if you're already wholesaling and flipping, that's one aspect. But then you get into property management, like Nate's talking about. Now what? Property management companies have to take care of what? Maybe lawn care. That's another business. Uh, uh, cleaning. That's another business. Staging. That's another one. Photography. Another one. Brokerage license. That's not... You see what I'm saying, guys? All these different things can be aligned to where everything's in-house and it's vertically integrated so you can create those multiple streams or drips of income, right? And so ultimately, you know, the average millionaire, they say they have seven streams of income. But damn, man, if you're, if you're handling your business in real estate, you can have four or five in 12 to 18 months, right? And I, it takes time to build those up, but just understand the power of that. That is just so, that's so insightful, guys. So that's, that's a good kudos to you for finding that, identifying that, and then and then making it happen all right so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors hey make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have we have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the facebook group access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals we have uh, courses we have all of our social media we just have a bunch of stuff on there so Go check that out. And with that, here's a word from our sponsors. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the and they also feed off of each other, which is another great thing about, about the drips that you're talking about. They literally feed right off, right off of each other. You're talking about property management. I mean, that's pretty much a centerpiece of one of the, the, 
to building your team. You know, you got your property manager, your contractor, your realtor, you got your broker. I mean, the property manager pretty much knows everybody. He, he knows all the managers of the buildings that he's managing, right? So that's money right there. You've got the brokers, you've got the realtors. I mean, it's, it's like a centerpiece. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's good. I learned a lot, you know, and, you know, networking. Everyone talks about networking, networking, networking. And I can tell you it's 100% effective because, you know, posting on bigger pockets, right? You know, Alex Felice was very big time or still is big time in Fayetteville. So he had those alerts, right? I kind of talked to him. I went to uh, one of the pints meeting in uh, Spring Lake, right, the, at the Grape. And that's where I, I kind of make the joke is that, you know, Alex was there. And so I went to that one and his, his contractor, Rod, right, was there and he kind of Heisman me. You know what I mean? It's a running joke between, between it because he did, you know, because I mean, you're getting, you're, you know, in the real estate game, right? It's, you know, everyone wants to do it, right? Let's see who's going to have the gut, the stomach to get through it. So when Alex is coming back to Fayetteville, you know, I hit him up on social media and he actually, him and Rod actually showed up to a flip that I was doing as a practice for turnkey, right? I, I bought a, I bought, I tried to buy a duplex. I can only buy one sign. So the whole mentality of me was like, okay, how can I do this without going over budget, right? Getting it to be a practice rep for me to do turnkey. Well, they showed up and they're like asking me all these questions. And I was answering their questions about why I did X, Y, and Z, why I was okay with buying half, you know, and it kind of sparked their interest, right? And then I had another flip I was going to start like in two weeks. I was waiting to close. So, you know, kind of network with Alex, got with Rod. Um, and then, you know, that's when I started wholesaling. And it kind of worked out because I kind of had a couple of people that would buy maybe from deals for me. And then, you know, they saw that I was able to execute. I was able to find these deals and I wasn't marking them up crazy. Right. And I knew the numbers. I knew the cost of construction. Again, these other things that play into it. So I got networked with them and it's been pretty good. You know, like I find a deal, I'd run my numbers to make sure it worked. I'd walk the property. You know, once I got it under contract, I'd call Rod. Again, we'd have another little game about where we were with rehab, right? And, and then we would bring in investors. Either people he knew, people Alex knew, people I knew. But it kind of, you know, it kind of expanded. So networking is always great. But then, you know, the, the plentiful mentality, right, is that share what you got going on. Right. If you can help somebody out, don't think you're going to get a kickback or get something in return. Right. Um, just just go ahead and put that out. Like, see where you can add value. To people, right. I'm trying to do that in St. Louis. Right. But everyone around this market is very close hold. I'm new. They don't know me. Right. So they don't kind of want to. They don't want to kind of put all their cards on the table. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, I'll still keep digging into it. I'll still be persistent. I'll still show up to places. I'll still go to meetups. I'll ask the questions. But eventually, through the networking, you're going to find like-minded individuals that understand, Hey, you know, instead of making five, making 10 grand, if I got to split this and make five instead of 10, you know, can, can we get this to not be just a ripple, but to be a wave, right? Can we, can we work off each other? Can we share resources, right? To, to really, you know, vertically move our individual businesses or partner together, up together, right? That's, that's the main key. You're going to go through a lot of people that don't want anything to do with you. They don't want you in their yep. business. They don't want you, you know, to know who their buyers are. They don't want you to know who their wholesalers are. And that's, and that's fine. Right. But it's just the same thing. Like the mentality of me and the army. So how long, how long do you think it took you? Um, you mentioned, you know, you got, you got Heisman's, you got stiff on pretty good from old RJ. Uh, but, 
but how long do you did it uh do you think it may have take taken you to prove you know your yeah. intellect and prove that you know maybe he should pay a little bit more attention it was about a year because that was about a year right so i had to get the i had to get some notches on my belts get the reps in kind yep. of speak intelligently enough to know what i knew what i was talking about and show kind of proof of concept and so that's something i want to highlight right there because that that speaks volumes, right? So many people are just like, they're so eager to get in and they think that just because they're nice to you or they take you out to coffee that, you know, Nate Cross is about to give them the next 48 hours of his time and show them all of the ropes. It doesn't necessarily work like that, right? There has to be a little bit of give and take. Uh, there's plenty of people who want free information, right? And even when you give them free information, they don't act on it. So what Nate did was he acted on it and he acted on it and he acted on it over and over and over and over and he kept prodding the bear and he kept going and he kept going to these meetups and he kept talking to people you know giving out value where he could and showing value and providing value and showing like hey i know what i'm talking about now if you're interested in joining me let's make something happen right so it takes time and that's a year and now he's in a whole new market and it may take him another year but oh well he knows he knows the grind and he has a proven concept that he's done time and time again in another market now he's just going to re repeat the model yeah i mean there's been times, you know, since I started, you know, skip tracing and kind of pulling, pulling data, I would do it for people for free. I like, here you go, man. Here's a spreadsheet. Uh, you know, I sent it to Stu yesterday. Nice. Just, you know, I talked to him and he was like, Hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this. It's like, dude, just give me, give me your three zip codes. I'll send you a, a, an example of what I can pull. Yep. You don't have to waste anything about it. Right. This will help you help you. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if this works. And then I literally, he sent me three zip codes. I sent him one back. I said, he's like, wow, that's pretty quick. I was like, yeah, man, I'm pretty fast on this program. Yep. And he's like, can you send the other two? I was like, yeah, sure. And I yep. sent him probably about 4,000 addresses. So, you know what I mean? But again, yeah. adding value, like the yep. long, right? Yep. I want I want Stu and David to be successful, right? Right? Because I'll probably go to them like, hey, did you have any issues? Like, you know, how are you working remotely with this turnkey? Because I'm going to ask them, like, you know what I mean? So I would rather, this is something I can do for those guys right now, right? Give it to them, yep. right? Lead, lead, lean forward with helping other people out because that, that will kind of eliminate all the other people that are going to, they're just going to use you down the road, yep. right? You know what I mean? Just, you know, be helpful. Don't like you were saying, don't sell everything on the first day. Don't give it away, right? But, you know, there, there's things that you can do just do that, right? One, that gives me another practice of just aggregating data for somebody. Yep. You know what I mean? So wasn't, it didn't do me anything. It didn't cost me anything because I was already paying for the service, right? But I hope that this brings value to another person in the military, actively involved in real estate, right? To be like, dang, Nate just went out and he didn't have to do it. He offered it and he actually executed on something that he offered to do for me for nothing, right? Because he gave me some time to ask him some questions about, you know, the turnkey and how, how he worked it and what his numbers were looking at. So I felt like, hey, you know what? He gave me an hour. Here you go. Maybe this will work out for you and help you clear your deck, right, of, yep. of leads, right? So maybe that, you know, you got some freedom cash and you're looking to expand in another market. Dang, man, Nate, Nate did me a solid for no reason. You know what I mean? Let's see what he's doing. Can he, can he help us out? You know what I mean? So long game, right? Sure. Don't always want any everything up front. It's just a long game. It's like real estate. But so I mean, that, that, that's pretty much how it's been been going. It's like you know what I mean. Like it, it's been 
been very active, been, been super active with things. And it's just, it's good. Like I, I you know what I mean? You got to have that mentality of if it's going to work out, it's going to buff out. Um, you know, you're going to bootstrap it, but everyone probably, you know, your, your very constant listeners have, have, have floated to your podcast. I've listened to very many others, you know, working on your business, not in your business, um, you know, is that mentality. But I always remind people like, you're going to be working in your business until it's a full fledged business, right? You have to make it a full fledged business and it's expensive if you're doing it the right way. You know, the cost um, for us to get into this property management franchise, you know, was $40,000 just to buy in, mm-hmm. right? And then it doesn't talk about the cost of hiring a lawyer to look at your contracts to make sure they are, uh, um, are within fair housing practice laws here in Missouri, right? The wordage, like how much you can actually charge, you know, all these things, you got to pay for that. You know? even though the franchise that we bought into, you know, had some stuff, but it was very, I wouldn't say cookie cutter or vanilla, but there's templates, right? Yeah. So that's really interesting, really quick. So you, you bought into a franchise before, before that, I just want to talk about one, how, how you're bootstrapping right now. Uh, Cause I think that is extremely, okay. uh, extremely important for our listeners to hear um, about that, that sacrifice and that grind, right. And, and, and doing what you need to do to get where you want to go. Right. Um, and then two, um, Let's start talking about that franchise a little bit, because I'm curious about that. We haven't had anybody on one that like buys into a franchise to help build business, and we can talk about some of the uh, some of the interesting points about that. So, no, the first thing: how are you bootstrapping, and and why are you leading with that profit first so, mentality? Right. So currently, the way I'm bootstrapping is with my family still in North Carolina. I got two kids that are in high school, right? So I'm not going to uproot them. So uh, we came to St. Louis because her family is from here. So I am literally in their basement, right? It's nice, it's not bad, it's not like a dungeon, right? But I'm in their basement sleeping on an air mattress right now, right? With bare essentials down there, right? Um, that's all I really need. Somewhere to sleep, somewhere to eat, somewhere to take a shower, somewhere to work out, internet connection. Gotta have internet, first world problems if you don't got internet, right? So um, you gotta have that. And that's really all I cared about. I mean, I probably could have got a, another place, but I was gonna be wasting money, right? Um, and I needed, I needed to bootstrap. I needed to stay focused. And every, every, every dollar that I have, I'm just reinvesting it back into the business or system processes up here because it is expensive um, to, to be a legitimate, to run a legitimate business, right? Because you, you got to pay people to come inspect this office, right? You got to pay fire. You got to pay permit office. You got to pay a lawyer to look at your contracts. You got to pay the state for when you get your real estate license because to have a, a property management franchise to be legitimate, right? You have to be a real estate agent. That costs money, right? As all this is coming out of pocket, right? Then you got to register with the state as a business, right? You have to start an LLCs. You got to have all this kind of stuff. You got to pay a CPA, right? To look at no money in your account right now, but there has to be, but I'm using the same CPA that I'm using in North Carolina. So, but you know, there's a lot of things like when you really look at the numbers, Right? You have to figure out where you're sacrificing. I'm not going to move my family, especially with my kids, the two in high school, right? pulling them out. It's a sacrifice me and her had decided to do you know, for right now, at least a year, maybe longer, maybe until they get out of high school in two years. Right? But that's a sacrifice, almost like a deployment, right? except that you know, not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not in a tent, you know, like <laughs> one, of the, one of the hosts is right now. Right? Um, I, have, I have nice 
constant running hot water, yeah. uh, not getting those uh, watered down eggs. You know what I mean? There's, there are some things that are kind of, you know, you're separated from your family, right? You know, but in the military, if you've been in it long enough, you've gone through a couple of deployments, you've gone through some workups where you go TDY, you know, I've been on, I've been on workups getting ready to go overseas and we were blocked out, meaning no cell phone, no internet, nothing, right? Your, your wife, your girlfriend, fiance, whoever knows that you're gone. Somebody on your team will probably let them know when you're back in town, right? Whatever the case may be. So these are the things that I've been accustomed to, you know, being in the army half of my adult life, um, you know, uh, so being separated from my family is, it's not great, but, you know, kind of used to it, right? There's those little sacrifices, you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And, and I want to highlight that point. So for those, in, for, for those out there listening, man, like, especially those other service members that have been out there, if you've stayed in the field before, you've, you've been through even a little bit of sacrifice. If you deployed for sure, you've been through some sacrifices, but, you know, we're going through those sacrifices for the greater good. And you can take that and still apply that to your civilian life as well, just like Nate's doing right now. He can easily go and, and probably get a hotel or, or stay in an Airbnb or, hell, get a, rent another apartment or something like that. But why, why would he want to do that? He's sacrificing and, and keeping that money in-house to reinvest in his business so that, so that he can grow his business, right? He's sacrificing those little, those little um, comforts for the, for the good of his business, right? And I think that's, that's phenomenal. I think that's what everyone really, really needs to, to understand when you're, when you're getting to this real estate game. If you're going to create a business, if you're going to create systems, you're going to create processes, if you're going to figure out how to work on your business and not in your business, you've got to figure out how to sacrifice and, and, and how, to, how to put and reinvest money back into your business in order for it to grow. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then like I tell anybody that, you know, that asks about anything, I was like, you know, just read like listen to podcasts or audio books, like get audible. Like, you know, it's been such a long time since I've listened to the radio. I probably really don't listen to the radio consistently, probably like the last four years. Yeah. It's just streaming the same books, you know, like the four disciplines, you know, rich dad, poor dad, you know, all sorts of books that you can listen to, you know, the one thing. I mean, I can go through my reading list of like everything that I constantly, even in the morning, like I got into the point where I was in the gym, not listening to music. I was literally listening to a podcast. podcast. Yes. <laughs> right. And people thought it was crazy. And I was like, yeah, man, I mean, it took a little while for me to get used to not hearing, you know, some rage in the background, you know what I mean? But it was, again, it was a, it was a choice, you know, repetition, right? But, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to be, you know, good at something, to be skilled at something. Right? Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. 10,000 hours. So little tweaks, right? So you figure how many hours you're sitting in a car in traffic, you know, listening to whatever music and some crazy dumb commercials that you could be re-listening to either a podcast or a book, right? I was, I was working out one time at an armory in, uh, in Texas. We were doing a, a training event and somebody came in and I had the whole gym to myself and I was blasting a podcast or an audio book. I can't remember what it was. They looked at me and they was like, what, 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 what is this? What is this? I was like, hey, I'm working out my mind while I'm working out my body. And they was yeah. like, you nerd. And I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I did the, I used yeah. to do the same thing in the shower and then like yeah, in my office as well. Like I, I intentionally blared like, uh, I, I listened to a lot of um, uh, like Dave, well, a lot of, uh, Jesus Christ, Grant Cardone. Uh, and I, I intentionally blared like in my office, knowing my soldiers can hear it. You know what I mean? Like, 
uh, to try to kind of impart a little bit of that knowledge on them. It's pretty, pretty cool. And they come out and they, they're like, hey, what are you listening to? You know, stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's all hey, about that. Really quick, let's talk. Let, let's, uh, can, you, can you expound on the, the uh, franchise really quick? Uh, a couple of notes. And we're going to wrap up here and start wrapping up here a little bit yeah, soon. But sure. can you talk to us a little bit about the franchise and, and why you decided to go that route instead of, you know, just your own. open up your own property yeah, management? So, yeah. So with buying into a franchise, again, it's a little bit of a handholding, right? They give you kind of all the tools and tricks of the trade. Um, any franchise that you buy into, right? It, it is already structured there have a process that works. Um, so you just have to figure out if whatever, if you're going to buy into a franchise, is it going to be a right fit for you, right? Because at the end of the day, they can give you all the tools, right? But if you don't know how to use them or don't get practice using them, it's not going to be, it's not going to work out, right? It's also advantageous for them that I make money. And they teach you these little trades, like these little things like, hey, this is how you can make a little bit of extra money, right? You got to, you do this system, you do this process, you give this advertisement, for property management, you know, you can draw in more clients, right? You, you know, give a little bit to get, to get a longer return down the road. So, and every, people have asked me that, you know, in, in the mastermind group I was in, when I bought into it, they were like, why did you do it? I said, because the system and process, I wanted my learning curve to not be as steep, right? I needed checks and balances. You know, I have two weekly calls with an onboarding coach, a marketing coach. Um, they kind of go through, we use a system called Reich. You know, it's kind of like a, a project management um, software. It kind of has tasks for you to do. You upload documents, you ask questions, kind of close holds everything, which is really great if you've been in the military uh, long enough to know that systems and processes and checks and balances really work out, right? The military has taught people to be accountable, whether they knew it or not, right? It taught you that you are accountable to somebody, right? It could be a peer, right? It could be a subordinate, it could be, you know, your leader, right? But somebody down the road is, a, is, is counting on you to exercise or to execute a certain task, right? So that kind of bred that into it, into me, right? And I say, you know, part of a team, part of a big, you're a big, you're a cog in a big wheel. Everyone's heard that thing, you know? Um, but they were able to help me, right? They guided me, they, they, they aligned, hey, in order to, to buy into the franchise, you had to get vetted. You had to jump some hoops, right? You had to be the right fit. You had to have some type of, some type of thing with you Right, within how you answered their disk profile or all this other stuff, right? But then you had to have the cash. You had to have money up front. You had to show that you had good credit, right? You had to show that you were going to be a sure bet, right? Because a franchise, you're, you're already branded. You're using their brand to advertise. You're going to leverage their brand, their marketing, everyone that's already working with a corporate to help you grow, right? So just like my office is an example. My office spaces that I had to, I had to submit five places and they had to approve the space that I was allowed to rent because they did not want their, their brand name being tarnished, right? Because I couldn't open up in a strip mall next to a bodega, a laundromat, and a hair salon because that would have tarnished their brand, right? Which didn't matter to me because again, building a brand, like I want to build a brand, you know? I started building my own internal brand. I started, you know, every time... On social media, you know, people follow me. I try to keep using the same words, you know, real estate full contact, you know, uh, boost properties, all this kind of stuff because I'm trying to, to get that brand. I'm trying to have people remember like, oh man, they're going to associate this, this with Nate. You know what I mean? So I'm building that because again, you know, just like, you know, you're building a culture, you're starting a business, right? Right now it's just me and my wife, right? A real business, everyone, 
goes out, if you listen to Jocko and all these other guys, right, they're getting hired to go to these corporate 500 companies to, to expand on their culture, right? It's so, it's so not crazy, but I find it, you know, intriguing and interesting that they're reaching out to known good military leaders in, to, to develop their teams, right? So that is a, that's a hedge for military people in leadership positions that stayed in, again, you know, that went to specialized units. You're, you don't realize it until you're almost on your way out. And, you, and if you're looking to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, like, holy crap, these last 15, 17, whatever years has been really training me to go outside and execute something, right? It just, it, you just have to figure it out. But, you know, you have to build that culture inside. So if you, you brand yourself, you brand what you're doing, your system and processes, when you bring people on, the right people, right? Because it's all, it's all what it, it's all what it is. It's the right people that you bring on. They have to understand like, you know, yes, it's a job, right? To get people out of their mindset, this is a job. You've got to bring them into the fold. You've got to have them, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. You know, you got to, you got to like, you know, build your culture, right? Yep. Take, take, take the good that you learned in the military or previous experiences and bring them in and kind of throw it around, you know, make your own, but you, you're not going to make everyone happy, right? You got to learn, you know, you got to, got to fire fast, right? And it doesn't, and it's okay, right? It's, it's not a bad thing. It's just not going to work out. You know, the people, you know, the podcasts and the things I've read and listened to, you know, the people learn their mistakes because they should have fired that assistant. They should have fired that acquisition manager three months ago, right? Because, you know, um, in that one thing, I'm re-listening to the book, right? It says, you know, you, you invest in your next person, just like I talked about the story about this desk behind me or in front of me that I'm gonna look at every day, right? Technically, you're gonna spend the money. You should know if you're gonna keep this person within the first 90 days, yep. right? But you should also be upfront and honest, like, hey, listen, you know, 90 days, we're gonna know if this is gonna work out for us. Not just for me, but for you. And it's funny. It's funny you say that because we actually instill a ninety-day probationary period for all of our hires. We we stick we stick by the 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 motto, if you will, hire slow, fire fast. That's kind of like our our thing. But but you covered a lot. And one of the things that I really want to hit on was that you said uh, uh, the reason you you went with the franchise models because the systems were in place. The military bred you and trained you to you know to be disciplined enough to actually implement those systems. So that was a question you had to ask yourself. And I, I, you know, pass that. I heed warning to all the other veterans that are considering it. Make sure you ask yourself, are you disciplined enough to implement those systems? Because it comes at a price tag, but it could be a beautiful thing where you don't have to worry about branding. You don't have to worry about finding the system. All you got to do is receive the training and implement. And, that, and that's amazing. And, and, and uh, I, I know we got to wrap it up now. So um, you know, covering a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, how we started with wholesales and flips and, a, you know, an accidental house hack leading you to now 20 years out of the military, you're starting your own property management company to, to move into type turnkey development opportunities. All that being said, if you had one piece of advice to pass off to servicemen and women who are just now starting their journey or looking to take that next step, what would that one piece of advice be? Well, tell them to self-educate. Because like, again, Bigger Pockets, your podcast, Stu's podcast. I mean, there's so much free information out there, right? Is that don't, I'm not saying don't pay for, you know, to get some training, get some learning, because it's part of self-educating, right? But before you invest that money out there, right, 
see if this is really what you're going to want to do, right? See if this is really, because I, I tell people, you know, when they ask me, you know, about the wholesaling or whatever, it's like, don't, don't believe whatever, all the hype you see on social media, right? Those, those, those individuals, those people, they got to that level, right? You know, hopefully they share their stories about, it wasn't like this all the time. I had to do X, Y, and Z. I had to sleep in my car. Now I'm eating ramen noodles. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, you know, moving money from one credit card to the other, you know, stuff like that. As long as they kind of repeat that kind of stuff, I think social media kind of blurs those lines sometimes, but, you know, tell people there's so much free information out there, right? For you to, to take in, right? To kind of see what's what, who's legit, who's, who's saying the same stuff. And most of the people that are legitimate that are giving back to the community or any community, right? Um, they all kind of are, are saying the same things that are tried and true and they're, they're saying them, but they're also showing it to you. Like, here's this, right? Just like on our webpage, you know, I put the numbers out there. I put a little story about what we did before and after pictures, you know, so that the people try to find out they want to invest or however the case may be, they, like, I'm putting the numbers out there, even on the wholesale deal. This is what I got it for. This, you know what I mean? Just being very transparent. I think being transparent, right? It helps, but they need I just tell people, military people, you know, they want to read, educate yourself, right, before you spend the money. And the military, you know, like, like you guys have been saying, if, if you're good at what you do, you're going to understand there's going to be speed bumps, there's going to be trials and tribulations, you're just going to have to gut it, uh, in one sense of the word, right, to make sure it works out for you, right? It's just don't, again, there's so much information out there, free for the taking, bigger pockets. I mean, that's just a wealth. I mean, you can get on the website, and it's free. You can look on all their stuff. Right? You don't have to pay for a pro or the platinum account. You can just get on there and kind of look, look at the blogs, interact with individuals, right? Kind of teach you or kind of ask questions, and kind of see what people are. Yeah, you're 100% right. Like, you're 100% right. We, we tell people all the time, like, because uh, there's people that are like, hey, you know, they ask about our course because we, we have a course, uh, a step-by-step -step course. But the very first thing we, we say is, hey, check out our podcast, you know, check out our YouTube channel. We go over some of this stuff for free. Kind of, kind of get a little bit of understanding before you want to actually go out and, and, and make that, that, that hard investment in yourself. Because some people, they might just find that look, a look at the free stuff and then figure out, nah, this isn't for me, you know? Yeah. So um, that's one of the, the, the great things we, we usually say as well. But hey, Stu, how can we, uh, how can our listeners get in contact with you? What's, what's the easiest way for us to get in contact with you? Can you tell us a little bit about like how we can get in touch with your business? If we want to, if we want to uh, get a great property management uh, manager in St. Louis, how do we go yeah. about doing that? So, I mean, you can find me on social media. Um, so it's pretty easy. It's boots, the number two properties. You can just search on Facebook or you can search on uh, Instagram, or then you can go to our website. It's the same thing, boots2properties.com. Uh, on that website, boots2properties.com. It just literally lays out, I think we have 10 deals total on there right now, um, of flips and wholesale deals we've done. Um, we'll rotate some of those deals out and then, you know, eventually future will, put like, of course, you know, hey, first property under management with a new company and kind of stuff like that. So, and then, you know, try to try to put out content on social media, you know, um, on it. I mean, it shows the pictures. I've been doing a little bit of bootstrapping, uh, again, with video editing with old iMac, uh, iMovies, um, you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to pay anybody right now because it's not really worth it. I need to kind of figure it out on my own. Um, so, yeah, they can find me on those and uh, I'm, you know, I'm part of the multi, uh, military to, to millionaire group as well. Um, you know, if they hit me up on any social media platform, I'm pretty responsive. I'll ask, I'll ask all questions. Uh, I know Dave, he's hit me up and given my phone number out to other military members within the group. And I talk on the phone with him for 
over an hour, just, you know, kind of, kind of like what we're doing right now, telling them what I'm doing. Um, you know, they've asked me for, you know, how do I balance X, Y, and Z? Or, hey, do you happen to have a, a, a rehab sheet? I send them stuff that I have just to just give it to them. Because I remember that I was doing it all. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, I just remember I was doing everything that on my own, just finding the right stuff. So I figured just give it to them, you know, help them, help their learning curve work out. You know, if it doesn't work out for them, it doesn't work out for them. If it does work out for them, maybe they'll be like, dang, Nate just gave it to me. And then they'll, it, they'll give it to someone else. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, make sure you go leave a five-star review on the podcast and then also go check out militarycashflow.com to get access to all the products we have. We have a bunch of great stuff on the website to include um, access to the Facebook group, access to a military cash flow calculator so you can analyze your deals. We have uh, courses. We have all of our social media. We just have a bunch of stuff on there, so go check that out. And with that, Here's a word from our sponsors. Yeah, exactly. But either way, you're adding value. You're adding value to other without without expect expecting anything in return. That that's that's phenomenal, man. That's that's uh that's awesome. And I know that's going to pay dividends for you in the future as you continue to build your business. So, uh, hey, Nate, it's been great having you on. Um, yeah, loved, loved your your loved your story. Um, I know you just provided a bunch of value. Um, in, in telling your story. So it was, it was excellent. I really, really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. So absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you guys gave me the opportunity to come on. It's great. I mean, guys should be clicking subscribe. If they don't follow you on social media, they need to, because I was telling Mike earlier, like <laughs> you guys are doing that um, Joe Rogan thing where you're giving those trips, you know, yeah. like, Hey, look at, check out this, check out this. Like they're giving that 30 second. And you know, if it, if it intrigues them, right. You're not forcing it down down anybody's throat if it intrigues them they're going to come back you know you know it's that it's that drip they get it yeah they want to get on yeah, and they, big want time. they want to they want to consume but yeah i mean there's so much out there you guys are one of the groups out there i mean just click and subscribe if you're not doing it now especially you know you got dave's you got you guys you got stews i mean these are all military you know in and out of military right now you know kind of keep the keep the camaraderie going and you know someone to look at like hey they, they they're doing it they've done it it's doable, right? These are not the, the guys with the Lambos and the, the mansions and the models <laughs> in the background. You know, you got, you got Dave back there on his, on his uh, cot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that tent, that temper tent. I mean, this is, this is legit. This is like, yeah, I got this. Uh, give you guys a little quick. Uh, I got the mattress. We got, I got roommates in here. Or like, you know, we're in a, we're in a bay basically. So it's a, you got it's a little weird setup, you know, but yeah. We, do, we make stuff happen here. We make stuff happen. But uh, speaking yeah. of that, I, I kind of don't even have to do the whole entire plug because uh, Nate kind of gave it to me. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, make sure you, if, you're listening this on, if you're listening to this on our podcast, hey, leave us a review, man. We love reading those things. We love uh, implementing some of the things that you guys are saying. Um, if you're watching this on um, YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like, and uh, leave a comment below if you have any questions for Nate. He's on there as well, so we can uh, look, look it up. If you are on Facebook, uh, make sure you join, join us there. And then also, uh, like we talked about, if you have, if you are interested in the step-by-step program on exactly how to do all this stuff, you can check our check out our uh, military cash flow investment course where we walk you through everything uh, step-by-step. And uh, Mike, you got anything? 
Yeah, guys, as always, if you are looking for a investor savvy agent, right, and you do not have one in your local market, we have a slew of a high quality network of investor savvy agents, guys, and we can connect you with them. It doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't, I don't care where you are in the state or in the world. Let us know if you're looking for something like that. And if we don't have somebody in that market, then what we'll do is we will find one and we will vet them, all right, for you for free to make sure that you're not wasting your time. Uh, but beyond that, guys, um, we appreciate you coming out, Nate. We really do for everybody else as always. And I can see Dan is deployed. So his, his thing's going in and out. So we're going to go ahead and sign off. Well, let me see. Are you back, Dan? Are you back? Yeah, you're good. All right. Yeah, you I got this spot. This, this, uh, connection here. Yeah. The connection here is not very good. But, uh, All right. Yeah. Hit him, hit him with the sign off, uh, man. With, 